Okay, Boker Tov. Can't tell it's Boker. It's dark outside, but. Uh, yes. Okay, we continue the Gemara Moid Katan. Chaf Gimel Amadal of 23a. Moid is going to discuss uh, the, the, the different stages of the morning. Uh, in terms of how you have to behave for the first number of weeks uh, while the person is uh, after the funeral. So learn to know Brisa the, fo- the following. Ovel Shabbos Rishona. In Ovel, here the word Shabbos means a week. In his first week, he does not leave his house. Okay? He stays in his house. And that is definitely what we do. But then we uh, have some other things happening. Shnia, second week, okay, Yotze, he can go out of his house. And he doesn't sit in his regular place in the shul or in the base medrash or any gathering place that he has a set seat. He doesn't sit in that set seat. And we discussed that earlier, you know, how he makes the change. Shlishis, the third week, Yoshev Bim Komo, he sits in his regular place, but but he still sits quietly, he doesn't talk as much as he usually does. Viz, the fourth week, he's like every other person with regard to sitting in his place and speaking without any restrictions. So the fourth week begins after the third Shabbos, even if it has not yet been a full three weeks since he began the morning. That's the Tanakama's opinion. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, he pushes everything back another week. Do we have to say, a Brisa, that you don't leave your house the first week? Do we even have to say that? And therefore, why? Because because everybody's coming to give him comfort in that first week. So therefore, it can't mean that the first week he doesn't leave his house. And now here's the point. The Tanakhama was reporting a tradition from earlier sages regarding the mourner's conduct during the first four weeks. So the Tanakhama was saying, this is what we heard from the sages. But Rabbi Yehuda argues from this understanding. He said, it can't be correct. The rabbis would not have to tell us that a mourner doesn't leave the house during the first week because everyone's coming to comfort him in the first week. So therefore, what Rabbi Yehuda is going to say is that when the earlier sages said it, it means the first week after Shiva. So in other words, they're going to take all the weeks of the Tanakhama and push it off a week. Tanakama thought, no, it means the first week you sit in the house. Second week, no. He's going to say, no, the first week we don't have to discuss. Of course he sits in the house because people are comforting him. So now, what does it mean? Elishnia, really the first week is the second week. <laughs> or the first week of what we're discussing. Shnia, the second week is any Yosef He doesn't go out of his house even in the second week. Now, we don't paskin like Rabbi Yehuda, but that's how Rabbi Yehuda understands what the sages have said. 
So even the second week, when people are not comforting you, you still stay in the house. So you see, everything has been pushed back a week. Shlishi's the third week. Yotze, he leaves his house, but he doesn't sit in his regular place. Ravis, the fourth week, he sits in his regular place, but doesn't speak that much. And Achamishis, in the fifth week, that he's like a regular person. So each state is um, delayed one week, and that's how there's a difference of understanding of what those weeks are. The truth of the matter is we don't hold totally like any of these two opinions uh, because we just say the first week you stay in your house second uh, month remember we're talking about a regular mourner you're not talking about for a parent so we just you just switch your seat finished till the month is over and that's all and uh, so that's how, how we rule now for a parent we'll extend it uh, more okay next point now, how about getting married after Shiva? Let's say you're mourning for any relative and you're not married. Can you get married? All 30 days, uh, we have marriage restrictions. Okay, remember, Nisun is the second stage. Erisin engagement is, is the first stage. But the second stage is when you're actually getting married. Uh, that is the discussion. Now, uh, so the first 30 days, you don't get married. Finished, makes sense. You're mourning, you shouldn't get married. Um, what about after 30 days? You're not a mourner anymore. We'll see as well, even though you mourn for a parent after for the full year, you may get married in that year. It's a mitzvah to get married. She's not, not going to do mitzvahs a whole year. Okay, so in general, okay, you don't get married in those 30 days. Now, let's say that the person who died was your wife. Then when can you remarry? It's always a contentious issue. You know, when, you know it always, quote unquote, looks bad when he's married to his wife. And then a month later, he yeah. gets married to another woman and... The uh, family of the deceased wife says, "Ah, he, he couldn't wait to marry somebody else. He, I guess I guess she wasn't that important to him, you know. Anyway, so that that's a, that's a interesting situation. So when can the when can the fellow get married after his wife passes? Now the Gemara does not discuss when a woman can get married after her husband passes because that's going to be related to a different masechta." Uh, regarding women's halachas and that she has to wait three months. Why? In case she got pregnant from the first husband you'd have to wait three months to know if she is pregnant from the first husband or not. If you don't wait three months and she gets married right away we don't know if she'll have a child if it's from the first or the second husband. So that's more of a technical issue as opposed to halachic, as opposed to a hashkafa, a mourning issue, it's just in terms of knowing does person can, uh, it just can't bring us into such a, uh, a situation where we don't know what's going on. But normally, so first, uh, so therefore, mesa ishta, if your wife passes away, aser lisa isha acheres at shavrelav shalosh rugalim. 
you cannot marry another woman until three holidays have passed. Now it's interesting, so you might think that mourning your wife is more than any other person you mourn for. Because really, you only mourn for 30 days. So it's quite a long restriction. So it's interesting. If, if you're mourning for somebody else, you can get married after 30 days. If you're mourning for your wife, you're waiting more than 30 days. It would seem that mourning for a wife is more stringent, but it's really not. Because you just keep 30 days for your wife or anybody else. Rather, if one were to marry before three festivals have passed, it would appear that he's not pained by the death of his first wife. Alternatively, the rabbis wanted the widower to remain three festivals without joy, so he will not forget the love of his first wife. Alternatively, this extended period is necessary so that his memory of the first wife recede and will thus not think about her during conjugal relations with his new wife. The passage of three festivals with their attendant joy helps one to forget his first wife sufficiently for him to remarry. Okay, fascinating. In other words, there is a point that the rabbis say, for example, when a person is intimate with his wife, he should not be thinking about another woman while he's intimate with his wife. So according to one of these reasons, it means you shouldn't even think about a woman who's dead because you have to have complete thought about your own wife. So clearly the logic is, between all these answers, is we're trying to have enough time pass that the fellow actually forgets about his wife. Which is interesting because, you know, the wife, uh, you know, there's different types of women. Uh, and there's some wives who, when they're dying and they just wish their husband will suffer the rest of his life because he re I really meant something to him. On the other hand, you have wives who will tell their husbands, you know, I'm dying, but you go get married and have a life of your own and forget about me. It's a very difficult emotional thing to do. Now, again, this obviously depends how much the person loved his wife. And we can't, uh, can't uh, mandate uh, how much a person should or shouldn't love his wife. You have some people, Nebuch, uh, you know, uh, in the old days, even if you didn't love your spouse, you just stayed married. So it's, but I guess, you know, you got to make the same rule for everybody. And it's got to be like that, uh, you know, hopefully, your wife was someone important to you. And you need enough time. And, it, and what you see from Chazal, there's nothing wrong with forgetting your wife to the extent that when you're with the other woman, you don't think about your wife anymore. So this is very interesting concept over here. So, you know, when people die, you know, this whole idea of remembering people, you know, it's like, you know, how much do you have to remember people that have left the world? You know, that's a really interesting concept. Is it Kaddish on the yard site? Okay. You uh, somebody else, you see Kaddish on the first wife's yard site? I mean, it's... Yeah. So, so I think Chazal have told you, yes, you have a yard site and you have Yisker. And that's it. So, uh, four times a year there's Yisker. And yeah, you think about your wife. She was an important person. She, she, she brought your children into the world. Or whatever, whatever she did. Yisker for parents. Not only, no. It could be for siblings. Oh. 
Yes. For anybody. Why not? Who? What? What? He shouldn't remember her. Is any? You know, it's Yisker is to remember. So who you remember? So we remember the people who got killed in the Holocaust, and many that they may not be your relatives. Yeah. But you know, to remember. So I guess Chazal understood. There's a time and a place to remember your family, your parents. That doesn't mean to say, you know, especially parents, you know, to, you always can talk about, I remember my parents. But Chazal said, okay, we don't want you to forget your parents. We want you to forget your wife. And therefore, we've allocated five times a year that you think about them. Now, and they're, and they're really in shul. <laughs> Interestingly, Yisker's not at home. Yisker's in shul. So, okay, so when you're in shul, you can think about your deceased wife and your present wife doesn't have to be jealous because the point is, you're not talking about it at home. So you don't sponsor, let's say, the Kiddush on the first wife's roadside. Well, no, I mean, you, you, could, you could do that. Again, it depends your relationship with your second wife, yeah. right? But there, but there is a concept, though, that while you are now married to the second wife, you should not be thinking about your first wife. And that's all. That life, life goes on. The person's contribution is not forgotten. You know, you can give tzedakah in their memory and things like that. And that's what you do when you have the Yom Tovim. And Chazal say that's enough time to have a healthy um, memory of this person. It's not good to, you know, really think of your first wife for so much while you're married to another woman. You know, you have to cleave to the second woman. You can't cleave to the second woman if you're always thinking about the first one. And then, you know, and then of course the Yetzirah will tell you to compare. And obviously, the new wife will never be as good as one who's dead because now you have what to criticize. You follow? So you, you, you don't use her as a basis of comparison. And therefore, you should be forgetting this wife. And therefore, the rabbis feel after three holidays where you've already begun to enjoy life without uh, this first wife, then you're ready to move on and marry another. Another dimension as well, children. Their mother, and now you have another wife. Yeah. Deal with the children. And yeah, that's... They want to remember her. They want to talk about her. But even that, you hear, see, here's the thing. So, again, even for them, certainly after the first year, you're not supposed to remember more than the five times. People have to be able... Uh, a mind is very um, agile and can compartmentalize many things. So a person has to know how to compartmentalize, even if it's your mother, you have to put her to, in this box, and then your father has another wife, and you put her in this box. To be able to handle many boxes. People who, who don't have, you know, have problems, and you, know, you, need, you need to get help to be able to handle those different things. Okay, anyway, that was the first... Is that the halacha then? Three we, we didn't get to the halacha yet. Let's continue. We're, we're, we're in midstream here. So now, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Rabbi Yehuda says, Regal Rishon Visheni Osir, the first and second holiday you may not remarry. Shlishi Mutter, the third one you are allowed. Okay, so he's already permitted to marry on the third festival. Now, after, after, after two festivals have passed, so there's one less festival. Okay. 
Ve'im ein lo banim. What if he has no children? Let's say the woman, his wife died young. He doesn't have any. Uh, doesn't he doesn't have any children? Mutar is permitted, not that he has to, but mutar lisa la alter. He can get married immediately. Obviously, after thirty days, right? He does not have. If he doesn't, what does that mean? He doesn't. He doesn't have one boy and one girl. It means he has not fulfilled the mitzvah pruravu. So now we have a new aspect, and that's what it says: mishum bitul piria verivia. Because now he's been uh, the mitzvah pruravu, a fruitful mother, has not happened. You don't delay it. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean immediately. Immediately. Right? In this case, it means some maintain it means right after the Shiva, while some say it's after the Shloshim. Shulchanach rules that the mourner who does not have children may perform Everson immediately. He get engaged right away and perform the suim and consummate the marriage after Shiva. Whoa! That is the Shulchanach's sock. All right? Okay? It's uh, interesting. But, that, you know, you're assuming the fellow's doing it L'shem Shemayim for the mitzvah. That's what you're hoping. I, I don't know. I wouldn't suggest... It says mutter. I don't know if he has to. But again, you see the idea, again, where the halacha is saying, listen, I understand you loved your wife, but you got to understand, you, re- you married your wife because it's a mitzvah to be married, and it's a mitzvah to have children. And therefore, uh, especially, we know the Torah says, God said, Lo tov levado. It's not good for a man to be alone. Let me have a way for him. So it's not good to be alone for many reasons. <coughs> and therefore, it's, it's person sh- the man should remarry. First of all, you, you have another thing that's just assumed is that a man remarries. As opposed to saying, well, I had one wife, I don't want another wife anymore. Now, you, you see some very interesting things that I'm very um, not happy with, but uh, certain people, when they get to our age, so when, when they remarry, they don't really remarry. The guy says, I have a girlfriend. This is pretty common with secular Jews, unfortunately. So what... what, what uh, what was abhorrent when they were young, <laughs> people who are, let's say, in their 80s, so when you were in your 20s, you didn't think of just living together with a woman. You got married, right? Present company is excluded in this discussion here, okay? But I know a lot of, I know a lot of stories when, when men get older, right? They, they want to have companionship, but they don't want to get married. So they live together with another woman. That's my partner. Is the new word. See, that gets you off the hook because everyone's got a partner. But that's really znos. You know, and I know they have reasons because, you know, it's financial reasons because of this and that. And and could be as you get older, you don't want to have that much commitment because, you know, God forbid, you know, when you're older, you should live long and well, but you can suddenly get sick. And who wants to, you know, Imagine get married to another person, and then uh, six months later, the other person is, is becomes an invalid. Now you're stuck with that person. So now that you're not uh, uh, committed, you can say bye bye. We we had no commitment. All right. So this is clearly usher. Yeah. You know, and you know if I don't know if you have friends like that, you should 
express your um, displeasure with that. Uh, it, it's just not appropriate. Uh, I mean, I could understand why I'm but you get married. That's it. And if you don't want to stay with her, then get a divorce with her. But there is an Indian of Kedusha. So, but you see, there is an Indian to get remarried. The Gemara is just assuming it as, an, as a given. You know, uh, it, it says, you know, if it's Osir or Mutter, you're not allowed within 30 days. Generally, you're not allowed. And if it is with it after thirty day, after three or either thirty days for a regular mourner or three holidays or whatever, then mutter you're allowed to get married, okay. But now if he doesn't have a boy and a girl, now there's a mitzvah on top of him. And you're not supposed to delay the mitzvahs, so now you get married as soon as possible, okay. Now, but what if Let's say the woman died and he has a lot of little children. Now the guy is supposed to work for a living. Right? Or let's say he's learning, he's in Kola, whatever. So now he's left with no wife. So Mutter Lisha La Alter Nipne Parnasa. He can immediately get married because the children need to be taken care of, as a woman is more suited to raise a small children and take care of their needs because she's always home. The Shukhra rules that he can perform Arisin immediately. And marriage after the shiva, but he can't consummate the marriage after thirty days. Okay, as we'll see, a brisa in a minute. In other words, you, you've got to. It's very important with the children. Now, again, this this is really interesting. That says mutter, you're allowed to. Not that you have to. Again, I I would find this all very difficult, because like, who, who's he? Who does he know that he wants to marry so quickly? Now, if he does know, you wonder, why does he know that? Now, you have to remember, you have to remember, in the days of the Gomorrah, this whole system was different than we have now. In the days of the Gomorrah, there was no such thing as, as dating and this and that and, and, and getting to know each other and courting and all this. In the days of the Gomorrah, it was, you know, your parents say, you're marrying this girl. That's it, we know what's best for you. Are you gonna marry this girl? You get to see her once, you got married, finished. Marriage really, it, it's meant for, the, the, the concept of marriage is you, 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 you have a woman and you learn to love her. And that's what marriage is. So the truth is, it doesn't really matter who you marry if you're coming in with the right idea that you're marrying this woman l'shem shemaim, not l'shem your pleasure. Okay, this is like anything in life. Eating supper, l'shem shemaim, not for your pleasure. So therefore, it's possible find another woman she's a nice woman she's a firm woman she has good meadows you know people tell you listen she's a really wonderful if they're giving you the honest truth sometimes just want to get rid of certain ways just get her off their back their back and be <laughs> married and finished but if it's a good woman so you'll you'll learn to love her as they say but nowadays I would not recommend this because uh, society has inbred a whole different concept of marriage and it could be reckless. But again, it's mutter. It's allowed, not that you have to. So now we have a story. You have a story that the wife of Yosef the Kohen died. And he said to her unmarried sister in the, in the cemetery, and his wife just got buried. Her body isn't even cold yet. So he goes to the wife's sister, Okay, 
Say, Lechi Ufarnasi Espaniach Josef. Go and care for your sister's children. That's a very clean way of saying, because I'm going to marry you. Okay? Some explained that he performed the suhumin that very day, or those explained that he waited until after the shiva. Okay? So you see, and that was, and you're allowed to marry the sister as long as they're not alive. It's forbidden if you're still married to your to this wife. You can't marry two sisters at the same time. But once the first sister dies, you can marry the second sister. Yeah, so you can't marry your sister's brother's wife. Your brother, your brother died. Yeah, that's you, you can't marry your brother's wife. But you can, but you can marry your, your wife's sister. Right. As long as she has died. Again, a brother's wife, you can never marry unless he had no children and then you're doing Yibum. Okay, that's, but if there's no Yibum, you cannot marry your brother's wife, even when your brother is deceased. But you're, and that was common. In your, my, mo- my mother married my uncle. I mean, that was her sister. Her sister passed away. Uh, well, first, first, my father passed away. Then her sister passed away. And I don't know, it was five, six, seven years later, she married my uncle. That was, so he married a sister. It was not uncommon in Europe to do that at all. So that's what he's saying. Get yourself prepared to get married. But for Afal became, but still in all, lo ba'aleha. He didn't have relations with her, Elizman Maruba, until a long time passed. What does a long time mean? My Lizman Maruba, what's a long time? Amarav Papa, Rav Papa says, after 30 days. The point is, you, you want to get married to her so she can take care of the kids. And you're going to live in the same house. Can't have Yichud with a woman that you're not married to. So he married her immediately but didn't have any conjugal relations with him for 30 days, at least have some time to forget about the first wife. Now, yes, it would have been better to wait three uh, holidays, but you have lots of little kids. They have to be taken care of. You had over here in, 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 in Toronto with Rabbi uh, the Manal of the Nereus Row. I can't remember his name, a um, uh, guy from Mexico. And uh, he had a very large family and uh, the wife passed away at a relatively young age, and he had like seven, eight kids. And he was the manal in the yeshiva. <laughs> Those guys, they don't know how to raise their kids. I mean, you know, they're busy learning. And he got married relatively soon, relatively soon to this other woman, because she said, have to have someone to take care of them. Well, you think marrying your wife's sister, you want to think about forgetting about your wife, uh, as, as close as you can get to your wife as your wife's sister you're going to be reminded of her all the time <clears throat> yeah but I don't think there'd be jealousy there because the no s- but you'd be reminded of her all the time you're thinking of her all the time too because it's her sister I mean she probably looks like her maybe not maybe not maybe different uh, well lavdavka lavdavka but again it makes a lot of sense also because you're a lot more used to the person yeah it's a better chance yeah, the marriage the marriage will succeed and again, I think I think this, I think like this: that there, the sister will not be jealous, because she, um, first of all, she's raising her sister's kids, 
And I think that she would feel is, is a great thing. What can I do for my sister? I don't, I don't think that would be a source of jealousy in that if it's from the sister, there's a love she has for the sister. A strange woman, I don't want you to know anything about your first wife. I don't want to hear about you. You have some women, they get married, and it's not a bad idea. So I want no pictures of your wife in the house. Everything's out. <laughs> which, which makes sense. Which makes sense. But if it's her sister, what's she jealous of? It's her sister. She wants to remember her sister too. Right? So so what does he mind that the husband remembers the sister? She's remembering too. He says, oh, oh good, we, 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 we can remember with the kids and this and that. You don't have any conflict over there. Okay, tomorrow we're going to talk about laundering, uh, dry cleaning, and things like that. Okay, shkoyah. Thank you.